Big John on Americana, the American way. And I'm lighting one up as I'm talking. But you can follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John podcast spotify and anchor.fm or the anchor app as well as rumble.com if you want to see my beautiful face so the new york city subway tutor Judum clint Judum, as uh the guy on swamp people would say uh <laughs> this is uh, funny if it weren't so sad. Um, we got him. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced at a Wednesday news conference. <laughs> the NYPD received a tip that the suspect was uh, in the East Village in a McDonald's on 6th and 1st Avenue, 6th Street and 1st Avenue. The responding officers didn't see him in the McDonald's, but they drove around the block and spotted James near St. Mark's Place and 1st Avenue where he was taken into custody without incident around 1.45 post-Meridian time. James, a 62... This is where it gets funny. James, a 62-year-old, called the police on himself, according to sources. Among the calls to a crime stoppers... To crime stoppers was reportedly someone who said, I think you're looking for me. I'm seeing my picture all over the news. I'll be around this McDonald's. So uh, he told him, you know, the location of the Mickey D's. And if he wasn't there, he'd be somewhere around there charging his cell phone. And uh, they they found him at a, uh, a cell phone charging um, kiosk around the block. Wow. So, uh, James here, what what is his last name? It'd be nice if they put that somewhere in the article. Um, well, anyways, they just keep calling him James. Yeah, don't give his last name. I know his last name. Suspect, oh, Frank R. James. Okay. Frank R. James. James is his last name. Okay. So, Frank R. James posts, you look for him on YouTube and such, posts a lot of videos, and his social media is loaded with um, um, what would you call it? Anti-Trump, which is no big deal. You're allowed to be against Donald Trump. Um, sentiment that America is uh, anti-African American, that whites are out to kill all African Americans. Uh, in one, in his last video posted April 11th, I think that was the day before the shooting, 
uh, he was saying, look at what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. This is what white people are doing to each other. What do you think they're going to do to you? Uh, one of his social media posts uh, shows a, a black man with uh, an American flag as a noose around his neck. Uh, and so he was on the FBI terror list, terrorist watch list until... 2019, it's like FBI, you had one job, one job to do, <laughs> and you blew it. Uh, nah, I, this, this probably won't get out in the regular media, um, but I believe this was a domestic terror attack. Um, we'll, we will see when he went into custody with the police. Um, we probably won't see. Uh, I want to know: Will this, will this, get as much media coverage as Kyle Rittenhouse? Okay. The guy had uh, two handguns with uh, extended magazines which means extra bullets in the magazine. The magazine is what you put in the gun that holds the bullets until you start shooting. Uh, he also had rented a U-Haul truck. I don't understand why he needed a U-Haul truck to commit a terrorist attack, uh, unless he was planning on doing a Timothy McVeigh. Uh, and he threw smoke bombs, your basic, like, fireworks store smoke bombs uh, I, I don't know if they had explosiveness to them or not but he threw smoke bombs and he had a box of fireworks obviously they were intended to be used as some kind of bomb or weapons uh, this is about the most ghetto terrorist attack I've ever heard of except for the, the terrorist in Times Square that uh, made a bomb that w couldn't detonate and he locked his keys in his car and went back to retrieve his cell phone or his keys or something from the damn car but anyways um, I, feel, I felt like from the beginning this was domestic terrorism and before we knew the suspect you know, knew who he was, knew who his name, uh, knew that he was African American. Before any of that, I thought, oh gosh, this is some you know right wing lunatic going off, or you know just some loony. And loony left people go nuts like this too. But Frank James is now in custody. He refused to speak to police and asked for his attorney, which is. The smart thing to do, but it's also um, seems like seems to me like this is uh, rather obvious that it was a methodical, planned thing, and he essentially turned himself in, which means he was doing it for some kind of attention. Uh, he had some kind of motivation to do this, so. You don't say, hey, come look at me, come arrest me if uh, 
if you're not motivated by something. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this. And I know I'll be accused of all sorts of things for following this case closely. But I'm going to follow how the media covers this. And I want to see if this domestic terrorist attack, according to me, and uh, just so you know, I studied uh, political science with a concentration on international relations. I took two or three classes uh, way back in the early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, on terrorism specifically, uh, political violence, and things like that. I, and I was taught by a great professor named Hannah Frage, uh, who is from Jerusalem and is uh, one of the experts on terrorism. I was lucky enough to meet this man and have him as a professor at Kent State. Never graduated from Kent State. I'm 12, cre 12 credits away from graduating. So maybe I should go back and make something of my life. Uh, anyhow, but I want to follow how the media follows this. And see what kind of attention they give to a domestic terrorist. I want to see what the motivation was behind this. Uh, and it obviously was not self-defense. Uh, but we'll see how things go. Back momentarily. Take a little break here. Got uh, three more, two more issues I want to cover. Um, one tragic, oh, one more tragic. This is obviously a tragedy. Uh, of course, we want to pray for Frank James and his victims. We should pray for the the shooter in these cases. They obviously have some problem that uh, they need help with. So, uh, back momentarily. Take a little breaky break. Alright, that was quick enough of a break. I just needed to uh, update something on the podcaster there. And uh, just struck me. Frank James is actually the name of Jesse James' brother, the famous outlaw Jesse James. His brother was Frank James, and they were the James Gang. So maybe this guy was just trying to reenact the Old West. Perhaps. Perhaps we'll never know his motivation. He could just get sent straight to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Uh, anyhow, moving on to something a little closer to me, a tragedy uh, in the bodybuilding world, and there have been uh, too many of these. Now, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, I do want to say to my sort of friend, I talked to him at least nine or ten times in my life uh, at various bodybuilding shows. He was one of my favorite bodybuilders and a, a just nice person, nice smile, just happy to meet you. Um, Cedric McMillan, uh, he's, he has passed away at the age of 44, 44 years of age, 44 years old, however you want to say that, 
far too young. Now in okay. In the bodybuilding world, if you're 44, you're you're entering the latter stages of your career. But just a couple years ago, Cedric won the second largest bodybuilding show in the world, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I met him there in 2009, right after he turned pro. And turning pro in bodybuilding, you have to earn a pro card by winning a pro qualifier event or two. Well, you only have to win one, but most people will win two or three pro qualifiers before they jump on the stage with the pros. Uh, Cedric was about six foot one in the high 200 pound category. Um, and there aren't a lot of tall bodybuilders. Uh, bodybuilding has just become a thing of who can get the thickest, who can get the most mass, duh. But uh, it's easier for a guy that's five foot eight or five ten, which is the height of most bodybuilders uh, at the heavyweight level. And some of them will walk around at 300 pounds uh, and then cut weight down to 270, or they might walk around at 280 and then you know shed water and fat before competition to get down to 250 or 260. Um, and they've had to, because the guys were becoming like blocks, they weren't the V taper or the X shape that uh, classic bodybuilding is known for. Uh, they started a new division called Classic Physique and it's surpassed the heavyweight division in popularity among bodybuilding fans. Uh, but Cedric had that classic v, v or X shape, broad shoulders, big pectoral muscles, and then a tapered waist, uh, and then thick quads, thick legs. Um, and like I said, super nice person. Also, uh, full-time active duty military man so um, great American uh, see here Cedric McMillan had been dealing with health issues for months sharing a personal video at the end of February in which he explained he would not be competing in an upcoming show that would have been the Arnold Classic <clears throat> McMillan shared that he is unable to keep food and water down uh, and was trying different supplements and medications to try to help him get healthy again. He toyed with the idea of retiring but still felt like he wanted to do what he loved. He exclaimed that he wasn't initially happy about making the video but he knew rumors were spreading online and he wanted to confront them. In December 20. Uh, 2021, Cedric also shared a near-death experience due to fluid buildup in his lungs, likely from his COVID-19 infection in 2020. Uh, of course, I already said he was an award-winning bodybuilder turned pro in 2009. Uh, he trained his mind and body to the best in his competitions and shared his passion 
as a trainer for other bodybuilders. Uh, after retiring from bodybuilding, he aimed to train other athletes. Um, so he, he planned on, after he retired, being a trainer of other bodybuilders and athletes. Uh, it's said that, I, I don't know if it says it in this, it has to be this article. Um, yeah, okay, here. Generation Iron, which is a, a, a movie series that documents bodybuilding. Uh, Generation Iron also shared the news of his passing and cited via unconfirmed sources that Cedric suffered a heart attack on the treadmill during a workout. Um, let's just not bullshit here. Bodybuilding needs to clean itself up. Um, too many guys are are dying. And it's no secret that te uh, steroids are a part of the bodybuilding world. I know... Sorry to say this about a man that's passed away who I interacted with and knew personally. Not best friends by any stretch, not even friends, but acquaintances maybe, if that. Uh, but I'm sure Cedric was taking steroids. How he got around, uh, I presume there's drug testing in the military, I don't know. Uh, the International Federation of Bodybuilding, the IFBB, the Big Time Bodybuilding League, does not drug test the athletes. The uh, National Physique Committee, affectionately known as the NPC, does not drug test its athletes. And there are people dying young because what happens is uh, and it's genetics too I mean if there if you have a family history of heart disease and heart problems steroids fast forward that some people are lucky enough that you know like Arnold and those guys from the 80s that were huge and some of them still do do steroids like uh, Rich Gaspari you can't convince me Rich isn't on steroids at his age and, you know, as ripped as he is. Uh, but anyhow, the steroids cause plaque buildup in your arteries, in your heart. They, they can cause an enlarged heart. Now, not necessarily everybody has that problem when they take steroids or every bodybuilder would be dead. Uh, every bodybuilder, say past 1980 through the present would have died but I saw a young guy 26 years old compete at the Arnold Classic and they do not take this lightly in bodybuilding um, because it's a very niche sport but 
they were calling him on stage at the Arnold, and I think he won the Arnold Classic, if not he placed second, Dallas McCarver. They were calling him the future of bodybuilding. 26 years old and died of a heart attack uh, in his home. His roommate came home and found him. Uh, he was eating a sandwich at the time. Uh, that has nothing to do with it, but there were rumors that he choked to death on the sandwich. Um, <clears throat> when the autopsy came out, his heart was like one and a half times a normal human heart or some something ridiculous, ridiculously enlarged. He had a family history of heart issues, uh, and it, it, pardon me, I'm stuttering here because... I just am. <laughs> uh, Dallas, uh, his arteries were like 80 and 90% blocked with uh, plaque from the buildup. And I don't understand how or why. You can Google it. And there, there's a doctor on YouTube that specializes in bodybuilder deaths. I'll be interested, interesting to see you know, Cedric's post-mortem, I just feel really heartbroken over this, because um, he was such a nice guy, um, but I, I'm interested, because I'm a, a, a nosy person, I want to learn everything I can about anything, uh, but Cedric, I want to see what his autopsy shows, if his heart was enlarged, if um, his arteries were packed with, um, you know, uh, plaque, uh, you know, what led to this? Um, did steroids play a role in it? Um, and again, it, being in the military, he should have been getting like top-notch medical treatment. They, they do very well by our soldiers and our veterans in spite of what you hear and, and see in the media. Uh, I've met a lot of veterans because I used to sell uh, supplemental health insurance and a lot of them would say, no, I don't need it. I'm a veteran. I go to the VA. Uh, I, I don't need everything I do. I just walk into the VA and you know hand them my veteran card or whatever and everything's paid for. So... Um, I'm sure he had access to good health care. Sounds like he was, you know, treating his illnesses. Uh, you know, he had been fighting some illnesses for a while and was trying to change things up. Uh, you know, so. But rest in peace. God bless you, Cedric, for blessing this earth with your presence. Uh, I don't care about, you know, if you might have taken steroids. Uh I, I don't judge, and I don't think anyone should judge him because he was, his heart was big, philosophically speaking. Uh, I've never heard a bad word about this guy from anybody. And bodybuilders like to talk shit about each other. So uh, rest in peace, Cedric McMillan. Come back to you in a minute here. Got some... Some Holly weirdos out there touching the ladies inappropriately in the next segment. Segmentary.
this video going to play? Got a little Sophie Lloyd shredding up uh, an Iron Maiden song. That's the music you've been hearing in, going into the breaks and out. Uh, Iron Maiden, Fear of the Dark, Shred version by Sophie Lloyd. If you like good guitar playing, go, or, uh, YouTube or Instagram, search Sophie Lloyd. Uh, she's an attractive British gal who rocks out the guitar. So I guess I should call this segment Celebrity News because it's not all uh, gropey stuff, but two out of the three or four things I'm going to mention are uh, Steven Seagal can go fly a kite in my not-so-humble opinion. He has been in Russia, Mother Russia, and by the way, Mother Russia is something that, uh, I don't know, Nikolai Volkov or somebody used to say, where it was uh, Ivan and Nikita Koloff, Russia is not my mother, the U.S. is my daddy, and Uncle Sam is my favorite uncle. But Steven Seagal in his ponytail and his hair dye don't agree with me. He's been working with old Vladimir Putin for a few years now, evidently. <clears throat> and he's been living in Russia, training the Russian... <laughs> Sorry. Training the Russian military in uh, some hand-to-hand -hand combat. So, uh, hey, if we get into a hand-to-hand -hand war with the Russians, we're going to win. And <laughs> uh, in, in a side note, Will Smith will be training the American military in slap fighting. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, old commie Steven Seagal tells Putin's allies we stand together at a birthday party. This prick commie traitor was at Vladimir Putin's 70th birthday party. <laughs> this article says uh, Stephen Seagal, Seagal uh, expressed his unwavering support for Vladimir Putin and his allies, even as most of the Western world turns its back on the Russian president following the invasion of Ukraine. <clears throat> the Hollywood star... Uh, okay, wait. Time out. You're, you're, this, uh, this is Newsweek. You're using the word star very loosely. I don't think Steven Seagal was, would be considered a star even when he was at his peak in the late 80s, early 90s, making bad, uh, some sort of karate action 
I think he made like five movies in a row where he was a retired cop and somehow constantly had he one movie we were watching and making fun of he's driving a Volkswagen microbus and he just randomly as a retired police officer is able to get his mittens on uh, like caches of expensive uh, weapons to fight off whoever he was fighting off or something but <laughs> I've watched his movies um, I can't say I ever really liked him I can't say that his karate or martial arts whatever it's called it's uh, some it's a martial art but it's not karate it's something else uh, I can't say it was good uh, maybe at one time he probably could have beat me up when I was a teenager and making fun of his movies but nonetheless, Steven Seagal is far from a Hollywood star. <clears throat> Goes on to say, all right, let me complete the sentence I interrupted myself on. The Hollywood star is a vocal supporter of Putin, you traitor. If he comes back to American soil... He needs to be arrested and put on trial for traitorism on the spot. Eh, probably not, but he, he's a commie sympathizer. Uh, he considers Putin a friend at a restaurant in Moscow on Sunday where the actor was attending celebrations of his 70th birthday. That would be Putin's 70th birthday. Seagal called Putin's allies, his family, and friends, as reported by the Times. So Putin's allies, who are some of the shadiest people on this earth, these Russian oligarchs, as you've probably heard the word in the news, Seagal calls them his friends and family. So Vladimir Putin is like family to Steven Seagal. Commie sympathizer Seagal. That just blows my mind. This guy made, you know, tons of money. And the Russians pay him a lot of money too. Because he's, you know, a former American film actor. I'm not going to call him a star. Uh, in fact, it... I'm using the word acting pretty loosely, too, because he was a pretty bad actor. But he made action movies that, you know, young guys my age were like, oh, wow, ooh, uh, you know. But not a skilled actor by any stretch. Uh, he's, he's in Russia doing demonstrations of uh, his brand of martial arts, training the, Rus the Ruski military and, and blah, 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 blah. So, Seagal, go to heck, you commie sympathizer. Let's get into some other stuff here. I don't want to take another break right now. Um, there'll be too many. But, dudes in Hollywood, what are y'all thinking? I mean, this is like ignorant stuff. We've got Cosby. We, well, we had Cosby. Now he's been released from jail uh, on a technicality. Um, and, you know, 
and these were people that I all thought were like good people. Well, this one guy, I, I don't know, but uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was always like had a good reputation as a nice guy. Uh, I remember when he won his Academy Award for Jerry Maguire and was riding high. I watched a lot of his movies and really uh, thought, thought highly of him, but uh, I don't know. Um, anyways, from The Hill, the title of the article, actor Cuba Gooding Jr. Oops, I just pulled something up here. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. pleads guilty to forcible touching. Cuba Gooding Jr. pleads guilty to forcible touching. Uh... From the Associated Press, actor Cuba Gooding... No, they should have called Cuba Star. He was a star. Cube, actor Cuba Gooding Jr. pled guilty Wednesday to forcibly touching a woman at a New York nightclub in 2018. Gooding, 40, or 54 years old, pardon me, accused of violating three different women in various Manhattan spots in 2018 and 19 pled guilty to just one of the allegations he told the judge he kissed the waitress on her lips without consent at the lavo new york nightclub it's uh the word lavo is capitalized all uh, a l a v o new york nightclub uh, Gooding's pleado calls for no jail time. If he continues counseling for six months, he can withdraw the misdemeanor plea and plead guilty to a lesser violation of harassment. Uh, Gooding was arrested in 2019 after a 29-year-old woman told police he squeezed her breast without her consent at Magic Hour Rooftop Bar and Lounge near Times Square. A few months later, he was charged with two additional cases as more women came forward to accuse him of abuse. The new charges allow or allege he pinched a server's buttocks after making sexually suggestive remarks to her at the TAO downtown and forcibly touched a woman inappropriately at Lavo nightclub both in 2018 <clears throat> Gooding had previously pled guilty not guilty excuse me pre previously pled not guilty to six misdemeanor counts and denied all allegations of wrongdoing uh, his lawyer agreed that the overzealous prosecutors caught up in the favor of the hashtag me too movement or fervor pardon me caught up in the fervor of the hashtag me too movement or trying to turn uh, commonplace gestures or misleadings into crimes you know look guys Hollywood fellers gents uh, use the term gents loosely uh, Donald Trump said women will let you grab them by the coochie. He didn't mean you should go out and do it. 
Um, I'm sure alcohol was involved in this. Uh, I would assume rumors have it. I'm the one starting the rumor, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there you know was alcohol involved, perhaps if these took place in nightclubs. Um, but guys, you can't do stuff like this. It don't matter how famous you are, you cannot grab women in any day and age. I don't care if it was the you know 1800s or the 1950s uh, or you know before the women's liberation movement. It's just not cool. It's not appropriate to a, go touch a stranger. And same thing, girls shouldn't be groping guys. Um, I have a rule, unless you're a very beautiful woman, stay six feet the hell away from me. And that was pre-COVID. I don't like people all up in my business, in my personal space, especially dudes. But, you know, even if it's a really pretty girl, I don't like somebody that's aggressive sexually. I don't want to be grabbed and groped and have my butt pinched. Uh, it's just not um, appropriate. That's, that's not even a strong enough term. But it's not the way ladies and gentlemen should carry themselves. Okay? I am not perfect. But, you know, I can see if you're sitting there buying a guy or a girl drinks, the conversation's going good, you're both being flirtatious, you know, brush her hair, run your fingers through her hair, but you don't grab sexual parts of somebody that you just met, let alone somebody you don't even know. But, I mean, New York and L.A. are different towns different lifestyles dudes think if they have a certain level of success and money they can do everything uh, you can go back through my videos and podcast of uh, my opinions of the uh, secrets of Playboy and the Hugh Hefner stuff um, his Hef's face to me at this point I don't care how, what age he was, you know, from early to now, his face just has a creeper look to it after I've listened to what he and his friends did to some of the women. And it's first-hand accounts. Um, <clears throat> but here's another one. Game of Thrones actor Joseph Gatt. I've never heard of him, never watched Game of Thrones. Uh... Joseph Gatt had sexually explicit communication with a minor police say. Why, oh why, are some of you dudes and women attracted to minors? I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for it. There's, what, 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 what? Why would you want, unless it's like, Okay, I'm 45. If I met a woman who is my age or whatever, I meet the woman of my dreams and she's uh, a virgin, I'm going to respect that and I'm going to hold that until we're married. Cool. 
But people, old dudes, I mean, this guy looks you know, 40, late 40s or 50s or something, uh, looking up minors. Why would you want somebody with no sexual experience is what I'm saying. Why, somebody that doesn't know anything about sex, why do you find that attractive? Somebody whose body <clears throat> has not developed sexually. Like, what is attractive about that? You gotta be a sick freak to find minors attractive. You know, I'm sure this guy wasn't being picky. You know, so let's see what the article says here. Actor Joseph Gatt, who previously appeared in episodes of Game of Thrones, was arrested this month. And it's. Hold on, let me puff. This was starting to burn out. Uh, and accused of having sexually explicit communication with a minor online, according to the Los Angeles police. I mean, guy's got a good build on him, good traps, good pecs, nice shoulder caps. Um, don't know why I felt like pointing that out, but the picture in the article is him in a tank top. Uh, police said in a news release Tuesday, the juvenile division of the department's Internet Crimes Against Children task force served Gat 50 years old hey I did a good job guessing his age Gat 50 with a residential search warrant at his home early in the morning April 6th uh, Gat was arrested by detectives on an outstanding felony warrant L LAPD said uh, the release said that the police had received information that the English instructor, so he's an English teacher, who lives in Los Angeles, had reportedly been engaging in online sexually explicit communications with a minor across state lines. The police looking to identify any possible additional victims and asked that anyone with more information contact law enforcement Gat was released on a $5,000 bail for a few hours after he was taken into custody, according to his booking report. Following his release, Gat posted a statement on Twitter, Account Tuesday. I obviously want to address the absolutely horrifying, completely untrue allegations against me, the statement said. They are 100% categorically categorically wrong and reckless I have confirmed errors and misleading information in today's uh, press release I'm fully preparing or pardon me I'm fully cooperating with the police and LAPD to get to the bottom of this I look forward to clearing my good name he then thanked his friends and supporters. Uh, says, for legal reasons, I cannot comment further on social media. And then it goes into his previous acting credits. So I, I wonder what the sexually explicit communications were. Uh, pictures, 
talking dirty in a chat. I don't know. Um, but if true, it's pretty gross. Right now it's an allegation, but I'm not buying his story. Uh, police are very good at this. At uh, identifying these situations. Uh, Los, the Los Angeles Police Department sadly has to have... Uh, a, a, uh, an internet, pardon me, task force for uh, the exploitation of minors. Let me see. Okay, so the this is sad. This is the world we live in, where police departments have to have a task force to monitor internet crimes against children. Uh, this is the name of the task force again in the LAPD. Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Isn't that sad that that's the world we live in? You know, um, I was watching Louder with Crowder, Stephen Crowder's uh, comedy slash current events show on YouTube. It was being hosted by Dave Landau today. Yeah, today. And... He pointed out, maybe we just need to put the internet away for a few months. People get back to the basics and common sense. Because the stuff with TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, which I can say I'm addicted to Instagram and Facebook. I'm on there all the time sharing pictures and liking pictures and talking to people. But I talk to adults Um, mostly wrestlers. A few other people, they're all adults. Anybody that remotely looks like a minor, I've passed by and I'll click on their shit. When I first became a village councilman, I got this like long series, and this was 2012, 13, 11, 12, or 13, I don't know, 2012 and then 13, whatever, but I started getting these friend requests on Facebook from girls with profile pictures that were definitely too young, and I just instantly boom Pro click on the profile block done you know it was obviously somebody trying to set me up because I was an up-and-coming politician I call myself a public servant but I was on the rise and somebody was trying to fuck with me and get me into trouble plain and simple they were either going to try to blackmail me, or it was a cop or somebody that says, well, this Morrow, he's, I, I make no bones, I like the ladies, but I like ladies, you know, 30 to 50, that's my age range, I'm 45 years old, I don't want any geriatrics, I don't want any minors, alright, but, yeah, man, I mean, a, a blind squirrel could see Somebody was trying to, you know, get me into something uh, to 
to use against me and I wasn't going to have it. I won't have it to this day. I will not communicate with minors on social media. Uh, I will not accept friend requests, follow requests, any of that stuff. Period. If somebody's, you know, got a profile and they look like an adult. In fact, I don't even follow or friend or accept friend requests or follow requests on social media from people that aren't like credible you know they have like zero posts on their Instagram and they're trying to follow me or be my friend on Instagram no that's obviously a scammer a con same thing with Twitter and Facebook they have one profile picture <laughs> there's somebody that's trying to hack your account or trying to run some kind of game on you um, lastly and least not leastly Molly Shannon, I, this popped up on my Facebook feed a few minutes ago, uh, alleges that she was sexually harassed by Gary Coleman while she was appearing on the Howard Stern show. Gary Coleman's been dead for how many years? I think he died around the same time as Michael Jackson. And that was like, God, 2000. Eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that vicinity. I don't know. 2012, maybe. I don't know. But it was a. It's been ten years, nine, ten years. It's been a while. And yeah, it's been more than ten years. So, anyways, Gary Coleman's been dead for a while. She's bringing this up now. And it's not cool if he sexually harassed her. I just don't understand why bring it up way after the guy's dead. Uh, or maybe that's just what Vanity Fair wanted to show us, you know. Uh, they thought that would get clicks because who knows who Molly Shannon is anymore. She had a run on Saturday Night Live when Saturday Night Live wasn't, well, it still isn't good. Hasn't been good since Sandler and Farley left. Um, but anyhow... Dudes, you can't pester women. If they brush you off, take a hint. Take a hint. You know, this ain't a game. You know, act like gentlemen. Ladies act like ladies. Because there's been a, a string of school female school teachers having sex with teenage boys and there's no excuse for it you know no excuse at all what's a teenage boy know well they know a lot but you know what did this where would these boys learn about sex from you know in my day we had to like order porn through the mail Okay, we had the, there was always that one room in the back of the video. We used to go to stores and rent these things called videotapes, okay? And there was always that one room that said adults only. I'm like, Mom, what, what's in there? And she's like, let's sort of keep the bad movies, the, the dirty movies. And then I you know, knew what she meant. Um, but 
like you had to go out of your way to get porn. Now you go online and it's everywhere. You go on your cell phone and it's it, at your fingertips. So, okay, 23, 25-year-old female school teacher is hooking up with a boy that learned about sex from Pornhub. Really, ladies? Really? Really, though? You, got, you better ask somebody. I don't know. What, what y'all thinking? I don't care if you think the dude's attractive. I don't care if he looks older than he is. No reason for it. There's no reason for older dudes to be chasing after, you know, 40-year-old dudes to be going after 20-year-old women. Sorry. I mean, there might be some cool 20-year-old women out there. I don't know. Um, but I'll give you myself as an example again. I was uh, giving a young lady a ride. She was from Nepal. We had a great conversation. Of, and she looked to be in her early 20s. Um, I asked her her age. She said 19. And I immediately stopped. I didn't stop the conversation, but I didn't ask her for her phone number. I didn't ask her out on a date. Uh, it was done. You know, it, yeah, that would have been a perfectly legal relationship. And she was a very smart woman. She was here on a, a college visa. Uh, she wanted to study psychology, so she's smart. Uh, she was actually studying nursing because a nursing visa would last her five years and a psychology visa would only be one year. Um, so, anyway, we, obviously we had a great in-depth conversation. Um, and we talked about Nepali culture and, you know, the difference between that and American culture. But it couldn't go any further. It's just not right for a guy my age to be courting a woman that age and she she was over 18 she was a woman but you know guys there's there's time and women men and women guys and girls met ladies and gentlemen whatever you want to be called uh there's a difference in what's legally right and what's morally right and we've lost that in this uh day and age and uh, you know we've lost what we lost our morals lost our moral compass and what I've read to you here whether it was Gary Coleman pushing the issue trying to push up on Molly Shannon or this Game of Thrones guy talking to a minor online or Cuba pinching and grabbing and kissing people that didn't want to be kissed it's just not appropriate it's not cool and you're getting what you deserve um you know, rest in peace, Gary Coleman. I hope, you know, he didn't, I mean, he, he didn't assault or hurt Molly Shannon, but, you know, maybe hurt her feelings. That's not cool. But, uh, anyways, Cuba and the Game of Thrones guy are going to get theirs. Um, and Bill Cosby got his for a little while. Hugh Hefner never got what was coming to him, but, I'm sure he's in hell, so that's a little little retribution for the women that uh, he either assaulted himself or that he set up for his friends to assault. Disgusting.
It's the world we're living in, folks. Y'all pray for one another. Uh, keep me and my family in your thoughts and prayers, please, and thank you. Um, but God bless you guys. Keep praying for each other. Hey, Easter Sunday's coming up. It's a good time to uh, find a nice Bible-based church and get into um, a relationship with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and through Him, the Father in Heaven. So, go check it out. Tomorrow night I'm attending a, what's called Maundy Thursday service at uh, the church I, one of the churches I go to. Um, that, that is the night that Jesus had the Last Supper with his disciples and then was betrayed by Judas uh, for 30 shekels of silver. 30 silver coins. But it was prophesied, and that's why he came to this earth. So, all right, guys, God bless you. Pray for each other, and uh, have a good night.